Who's to say that in the next five years, Amazon isn't taking crypto payments? Therefore, if it's taking crypto payments, countries like Scotland will say, well, well, that's great, Amazon, please stay here and we want to be part of you. Hello and welcome back to the Crypto Standard Podcast, where we take the cryptic out of crypto. <laughs> okay, this is our 15-minute special. We've totally flipped it up. I've got some big news. Jim is interviewing me all about my article, which has been published in the Bitcoin magazine. I've left the link in the show notes below or find it on our socials and YouTube. Enjoy this one. And remember, nothing we say is financial advice. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of the Crypto Standard Podcast with me, Jim. And me, Jay. Well, Jordan, I um, this is a big one tonight because... You are going live tomorrow on Bitcoin Magazine with its 2.1 million followers on Twitter, where you are going to do something very um, aspirational, positive, but some might see as controversial as well. So tonight, everyone, I am going to interview Jordan. Jordan is the guest. So Jordan Walker, sitting in Mexico. How are you tonight? (laughs) Uh, oh, it's weird being on the other side of the mic now. I'm really good. Uh, loving it still in Mexico. And hopefully I can get them to El Salvador sometime soon. I saw what the president of El Salvador tweeted out in terms of the, the laws and he's putting in place to make things non-bureaucratic so that people can move there. I was like, he's, he's really thinking this through, isn't he? It, it seems just like... What I'm viewing it as is like at the moment it seems to be a safe haven from the rest of the world. Like all the geopolitics, all, everything that's going on, and then you've got El Salvador here saying we're doing what's right for our people, and yeah, yeah it attracts me anyway. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, Jordan, I have got 15 minutes, and I'm going to interview you because everyone needs to know what you're doing and why you're doing it. So. First of all, what are you doing this week? So I have written, I've talked about it a little bit on the podcast, but I've written an open letter to the Scottish government and parliament, all MSPs, which are members of the Scottish parliament, about Bitcoin, because I want, I think this should be a discussion, no matter what it's about, but Bitcoin needs to be discussed in parliament because we are seeing it now get it's evolving it's going to a national level this is a lot faster than i thought it would but it's going to a national level so i've written an open letter to the scottish parliament about how we could adopt bitcoin not as legal tender but just start accumulating it if it if we were to go independent that is okay so this isn't about so what you're what you're saying just now is because Scotland cannot, under the current rules from Westminster, just adopt another currency, it's kind of tied to, to what goes on down there. What you're saying is, should Scotland wish to become an independent country again under an India F2, you would want to, you would vote for them or you would be suggesting to them to put Bitcoin, to start doing something with Bitcoin, whether it's a legal tender or whether it's to start using it as a bank account and essentially buy it and store it for the future. Is that right? 
That, yeah, exactly. The summary of it is, I want them to start thinking about this, whether it is accumulating it or mining it. And it is essentially the catalyst for Scotland going independent, or I see it as the catalyst for Scotland going independent, because what's our plan at the moment? They're going to say either oil, which will be valueless in the coming decades, or they will say, go back on the euro. And we all know the euro is just fiat and it's backed by nothing. I want Scotland backed by maths. Okay, so you want Scotland backed by maths. So what does that actually mean? So when you talk about fiat currency um, and you say the, the Great British Pound is fiat and the euro is fiat, what does that mean in terms of the value to to the Scottish person who has a pound coin or a, a euro coin in their hand? Well, it means that it's not backed by anything. It's You are backing it with the trust of politicians and governments. And as we have seen over the last, well, certainly the last few years, is that that trust is decaying and they are printing more and more money which means that euro or pound in your hand is not as valuable. So right now, this year, we are seeing inflation rates rocket and it's now hitting your household incomes. You are experiencing it like we've never seen before. It, it was always there, but it just wasn't noticeable because inflation rates were at below 1%. Now we're at 5.5% and people are noticing it's interesting, there's an old quote that from some macroeconomics chappy in the past who said that inflation is the tax that you didn't really vote for. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this, this takes me back very quickly to give people a flavour of why you're doing this. In 1971, Richard Nixon took um, America off the gold standard temporarily, he said on a Sunday night, and it's never been back on it. That then allowed the Federal Reserve to start Managing the economy and printing money. Uh, that, that it's now got trillions on its balance sheet of debt that it's just printed just to keep the whole thing going. Um, and what you're saying is you don't want an independent Scotland, should that go ahead, to go down the exact same route, whether it does it itself and it starts printing its own money or whether it goes to Christian Lagarde at the European Central Bank, which is essentially has been printing money also. Exactly. And I use in my letter, which you will be able to either read or watch because I've made a YouTube video for it in the show notes below. But I use El Salvador as uh, an example of what they are doing and what nations should strive for, because this isn't just an open letter to the Scottish Parliament. I think it should be to any nation, really. And it just shows the possibilities of what is on the other side of fiat currency? Because that's all we know at the moment, and that's all we have known for the last 50 years. But there is an alternative to this, which doesn't mean that social and wealth divides are as prominent as they are today, because let's be honest, this system was built by the rich for the rich. Okay, so let me just throw a few things at you. Right now, what we're seeing in Canada is, is, is blowing my mind in terms of 
what the state is doing. It's almost like it's almost like Nazi Germany and what it's doing to its citizens and it's seizing bank accounts, it's seizing assets, it's closing down crypto exchanges. It's almost it's I, I, if it was if it was to some other country like North Korea, you'd be shaking your head saying that's terrible. But it's Canada. Now, what has happened there is as part of the protests, Bitcoin has been used to circumvent the traditional finance system and the Canadian government don't like it. And I don't think other governments will, will like it. How does that sit with you and what you want for Scotland and Bitcoin? The way Canada gone about this is completely wrong, in my opinion. They have literally gone on the defensive, is how I see it. And they're shunning Bitcoin and cryptocurrency when we are seeing around the world more countries embracing this cryptocurrency. And this is the, the consequences of them trying to use their power to... Essentially, they've weaponized their financial system by blocking people off. And where do people go when you cut, you cut them off? You go to a different currency. And I guess that's what we're seeing in Canada. But that's not what you want for Scotland. No, I want them to embrace this. This is, you can see, like, this is a bad representation, Canada, because they have gone about it the totally wrong way. Whereas you can see in other nations where they are embracing it, people are benefiting from it. People are getting educated on it. They are using it to grow their economy, as we've seen with El Salvador. Okay, so if, if you were sitting, so when you when your open letters published, uh, and congratulations for you on, on taking that action, and you then, if that goes to MSPs, and they're sitting reading it, if they deign to read it at all, um, what do you want them to do as a result of reading your open letter? Yeah, I, I mean, that's going to be the hardest part is getting them to read it. That's that's what I struggle with is, yeah, just getting them to actually take the time to read it, which is why I made the video for it, to make it more accessible. But what I want is for them to understand it because there's been such a bad or negative connotations towards Bitcoin in the past, that I want them to understand what is the benefits of it and why you should be embracing it now or risk getting left behind because we are seeing other nations now embrace it. It's interesting that you say that. So the Scottish government paid money to Amazon to come here and uh, build, build big distribution centres and create jobs whatever those jobs look like. Now, you also, you know that Jack Mallers, who's uh, the Lightning Network and Strike and that sort of stuff, he was having a discussion with some top banker who picked up the phone and called Jeff Bezos with him to say, Jeff, you should look at this. So who's to say that in the next five years, Amazon isn't taking crypto payments? Therefore, if it's taking crypto payments, countries like Scotland will say, well, well, that's great, Amazon, please stay here and we want to be part of you. So there's, there's one potential catalyst for the future in that these big companies might end up taking crypto. So as a nation, should we not be crypto ready? Would that not be a good thing for Scottish, for Scottish politicians to embrace? 100%. And that is, that is, that's the angle that I'm coming at, is that 
these institutions now are adopting it. We are seeing units get created with thousands of people in some of the largest companies in the world. But if you want to be ready for it, Scotland needs to embrace it and attract these companies and they will, it will help our country prosper. I don't know if you saw also that the Spanish government has put out legislation to allow Spanish banks to deal in cryptocurrency through, I think it's, I think it's called Bybit or whatever, but they basically they've put it, they've said, here's, we know that cryptocurrency is coming. We know that you want to do it. So rather than you all doing it individually, here's the central uh, central source that I want you, we want you to do it all through. And you can therefore in the future offer cryptocurrency to the residents of Spain, which I thought was really clever. So some countries are already ahead of the curve. And I guess looking at other nations, looking at states in the USA, over the next couple of years, based on what we're seeing and what we are feeling in Scotland regarding a new independence referendum, how do you think your letter will, will assist in or precipitate some of the MSPs looking at money and looking at what financing in Scotland could look like over the next 25 years? I mean, I like to think that it will, but whether it will or not, I don't know whether they're willing to listen. But these people looking at finance in Scotland should already know that the system that we live in is fundamentally broken because we're just printing more money. So if if they take the time to actually look into Bitcoin and just do some research, I'm not saying they do that with me. I'm just saying take some time and actually research what it is, then I hope that it will help them. I just want to spark their curiosity into this, and I hope that they will go further down and research what this is and why I think it's the solution to our global financial system. So right now, as a, whether you are the First Minister of Scotland, Nicola Sturgeon, or whether you are um, an MSP, Right now, what, what, what they are seeing on the media is going to terrify them. It, you know, they're like, oh my goodness, this Bitcoin thing looks really nasty. It's creating all mm -hmm. sorts of problems in Canada, whereas actually it's not the Bitcoin, it's the Canadian government and what's going on there. How do you, how do you allay their fears to say, this is going to be okay and that game theory will play out and in the next 10 years, if you, if you buy some Bitcoin, it will be okay? I mean, it all comes back to learning the fundamentals for me, is that they have to know the fundamentals for it. And I say this to a lot of people, even my friends or people that message through to the podcast. If you are worried about the price of Bitcoin right now, you don't fully understand Bitcoin. You haven't done enough research because I, I'm not worried because I know those fundamentals are there. And I know the fundamentals of our current economy. And I've picked which one has stronger fundamentals. And for me, Bitcoin outweighs it every other currency that we've ever seen. So it's interesting. So you, again, for the MSPs, you're talking about it as a currency, you're talking about it as a coin, but essentially it's a network, it's a decentralized network. That is at the hash rate just now, which means the security of it's the highest it's ever been. That's despite China throwing it, throwing all the Bitcoin miners out. Places like Texas are, are, are looking at ways of using their oil and gas and 
to to mine Bitcoin in a really fuel efficient and green, environmentally friendly way. But it's a it's a global internet-based computer system that runs and creates a new block every 10 minutes, is totally secure, is almost, I would say, it's unhackable in that if Russia wanted to hack it just now, they would have, but they can't because yeah. if you if you shut down one part of it, it's you cannot shut it, you cannot shut computers all over the world because they're all linked to this internet. So that that's this kind of safe and secure part of it. It's totally scalable in that one Bitcoin might be cost twenty five thousand pounds, but one Bitcoin is split up into was it? I think it's eight zeros. One Bitcoin is how many satoshis in a Bitcoin? That's so people won't be dealing in Bitcoin; they'll be dealing in satoshis or sats. Yeah, so a exactly. Loaf of bread, a loaf of bread might be a hundred sats, for example. Yeah, exactly. And coming back to your argument, it's about being hacked. I think a lot of people will have that negative connotation for cryptocurrency as a whole being hackable because of all the other cryptocurrencies. And a lot of them have been hacked, but Bitcoin has never been hacked. And then when coming back to the internet as well, the internet was a way of sending information globally, whereas this is a way of sending value globally wherever you are on the planet or on a different planet for that sake yeah well elon musk might be taking bitcoin up there so okay jordan so this is the first step you are you're being bold um you've got the attention of a bitcoin magazine with its 2.1 million twitter audience and and over and above that everything else has got going on well done you so if I was just to leave you with one final thought that you would leave MSPs, councillors, politicians, people who care about Scotland, what would that message be in a couple of sentences? I, I think I would say is put away all your biases, your biases and everything you've heard in the media, because we don't know. A lot of the media is misinformed, no matter where you get it from. And I think do your own research on this and make up your own mind of what what is happening in our current financial system and what is Bitcoin. Don't just take it from sources that you've heard. I think that's the most important thing is learning these fundamentals for yourself. Yeah. Go, go, Go find it out and then make your own mind up. Yeah. And I would love to help in any way. Like, please reach out to me and... I I want to be a part of this if I can, but ultimately I just want the discussion to be had. Okay, so this 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 week's a big week for you. Um, obviously we are, we are both co-presenters on this podcast, but today is your day. Um, I wish you all the best, Jordan. Um, I salute you, and I um I will do everything in my power to legally. <laughs> <laughs> not get to jail (laughs) support support you and everything you're doing and i hope others can open their mind up and be informed and educated well done jordan thank you so much for listening and i hope you enjoyed and a quick note from me that the article is actually now available on the bitcoin magazine website and on our youtube i've left the links in the show notes below or you can just find it all over social media I would really appreciate it, no matter where you're from, if you could share this on social media or with friends and family. Thank you very much.